Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I know that you love to listen and get all the nuggets that you need to help you along your journey in learning how to thrive in life and in business. Today's episode isn't any different. Of course, I will not disappoint, but I know some of you who are just starting out or midway through or thinking about your brand. You're wondering, how in the world can I get this thing to stand out more? What am I missing? Okay, or should I sit in another webinar? Should I buy another book? I think after you hear today's guest, you'll have a way better idea of how to kind of stand out with your branding. But before you hear from Miss Tina, I just want to give a special shout out to Game Time 08. She says, enlightening. I love your podcast. Amira, your positive energy really feeds my spirit. And I applaud how open and honest both you and your guests are. I often find myself listening with little light bulbs going off in my head when the lifestyle tips you share, and it's refreshing for me to hear from other women on relatable highs and lows they too have experienced. Wow. Okay. That's way more than one sentence. So thank you so much, Game Time 08, for sharing your thoughts and answering the call and just helping us out here and grow with your reviews. Y'all know reviews make the world go round. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, share it on whatever social media form you listen on. If you just want to share it with a friend, go ahead and just shoot it over in a text. What I want to do is say thank you. Thank you to each of you who've answered the call and those of you who are about to today, because I know y'all won't leave me hanging. But back to this branding, because I know that's why y'all are here, right? You want to know how in the world do I get a top-notch brand? Today's guest has a branding design website design she literally has a full service creative branding agency right so she's worked with celebrities and small businesses to make their dreams come true help me welcome to the show the most fabulous lady on instagram miss tina rivera hello tina hi amira thanks i'm so happy to be here with you you're so sweet oh no i'm loving you i love you know what i really love i love when I get to see brands totally evolve and pivot and grow and just keep pushing. And I love watching that. And I love that your posts, you always crack me up. So I love your honesty. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. I try to be as real as possible. I try to be relatable. I think you are. I think you are. And she, and now she sounds so sweet, right? You're like, she can't be that big of a beast with a voice. No, she is a killer. Don't don't oh, let yeah. her don't let that sweet talk fool you. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> so okay, I'm sure folks want to know. You know, we always like to have receipts. I know I do. When I'm working mm-hmm. with brands or I'm looking for someone. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in branding and, and started your agency. So it's an interesting story, really, and uh, I used to put it out in the world more, but I kind of have retracted a lot about my personal life in recent years, but I actually started Tina and Company when I was in school pursuing my law degree, and a lot of people who follow me today don't know that I was once doing freelance legal work, so that was kind of what the gist of Tina and Company was. 
Um, I was working a C-level job, but I was not making C-level money to say the least. So I needed a side hustle um, to help pay my tuition because I wanted to graduate debt-free. And uh, at the time, I was a single mom and kind of just figuring out my life. So I was working, going to school, and then working teen and company at the time so I could pay those bills as they came in. And in doing so, I obviously was working with a lot of really powerful people and I expanded my network uh, tremendously. And some of these people that I was doing legal work for uh, became my friends and obviously saw that I had branded myself with a not so good brand at the time, to be completely honest, and had created my own uh, website and did my own uh, marketing. So on top of the legal work that I was sourcing, they started entrusting me with the task of building brands and websites for their clientele. Um, needless to say, uh, I was having a lot more fun helping people in the space of marketing and creativity than I was in the legal world, but I was good at the legal stuff. That's why I was going to school for that because um, my boss at the time wanted me originally to become in-house counsel at the company that I, and, uh, but I felt like I was on the wrong side of the law. Uh, for lack of a better phrase. And so I took more personal gratification in helping people instead of working against them in a corporate space. So slowly but surely, we just gravitated towards doing what made me happy and I was able to sleep at night. And so um, when I first started, it was just me, the and company have no idea what gave me the courage <laughs> to add that there. Yeah. And now we're a team of four. So. Um, I, I went to school for law, not for marketing, but um, in present day, I don't do anything related to that part of Tina and Company at all. I just do marketing and branding, and um, my network is what has kept us going. So. No, I love that you share how yeah. you started out with an idea, right, out of necessity. Right, right. And you think that you're in the zone, because I'm sure your family was proud that you were going to law school. I oh, know yeah. all, yeah, all the pressure and the accolades that come from having that kind of prestigious postgraduate degree, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they still tell people I'm a lawyer, and I'm not, and I never, <laughs> I never sat for the bar. Um, I might one day, just because of that Jay-Z song, you know, when I know a little bit, but I haven't passed the bar. Right. I want to I do it just to say that I did, and to make my kids proud. Um, and a lot of my family that doesn't quite understand the magnitude of my success, they just know I went to school to study law, so in their mind, I that's what I do. And so, to, like, to this day, my grandma, you know, people still call me to help them form a contract or an LLC. And I'm like, no, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. No, um, but I, like, you know what? The cool thing is that we talk about pivots a lot on the show and yeah. how tough it is when you're in that exact situation where you've invested financially, you've yeah. burnt, worked your behind off to pay these yeah. bills down to yeah. make sure you can graduate. And then your, your, your spirit is saying, this ain't it girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. and how did you navigate those waters when it came to that? Cause I know that had to be very tough, especially being a single mom too. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really difficult in hindsight. Right. But, at the time, it just felt natural. I just did what was needed. You know, it was like, there was no question I was going to do it. I was going to make this happen. And I was going to get that check. And so now, you know, that my life is much easier 
this year. I'm educated. I have a wonderful, thriving business. My kids are doing great. I look back and, and like, not to sound cheesy or anything, even I was like, gosh, like, you went through it. Like, you were going through it, and you did no matter. You did whatever it took, right? And uh, my daughter is in college now, and she failed two of her classes. And I'm like, chick, I don't understand. I like, you literally do nothing every day and you failed. And I graduated <laughs> with honors. I had two crying kids, was working full time. Yes. It's just like, you don't think about it. You know, you just do it because there's like this survival in you as a mom and those kids have to eat right so right but you know that's the thing too i'm I'm glad you're being transparent again because a lot of times i think we walk this tight road we want to give our kids a great life right Mm -hmm. tons of opportunity but they don't have adversities and i truly believe our adversities really get us to where we need to go so how do we choose like how do we handle that how did you handle her coming home with those grades did was there the i'm not paying for this talk like how does that go do you you feel like sharing that yeah for sure oh yeah of course and it's it's one thing i'll talk about later as part of my brand too because i try to be transparent you know my instant response was to beat her to the ground because that's what would have been done to me you know right 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 my grandmother who raised me there there was no tolerance for that type of disrespect and your lack of performance was disrespectful right and to waste your resources that you worked so hard for it's an insult but for me with my daughter you know the hardest part for me was that she didn't tell me until it was time for me to pay for her other classes because that's one of my goals like I don't want them I want them to graduate debt free right like I'm really trying to manage this on my own dollar with no loans or grants Mm -hmm. it's more of a personal goal right and so I had to sit her down you know and tell her like I don't I think I've done a terrible disservice to you in working very hard for you and to make sure that you had more than me and you didn't experience the things that I did you somehow have lost your appreciation for my hard work and to throw away your classes and to be so everyone knows that she failed not because it was difficult or academically challenging she felt from a very she failed from a very privileged space uh, she just didn't do her homework because she thought she could do enough classwork and not turn in one homework assignment oh, <laughs> and wow, still yeah. pass and i was like oh honey boo boo no that's not <laughs> the way it works um and so she owes me money she owes me a couple of thousand dollars and it's pinned on our refrigerator and she will have to pay me back for that and we had to have a very she doesn't work she only goes to school and we had to have a very deep conversation where you know I told her you know it's not ingrained in me culturally or where I come from as far as my family traditions to help you navigate these waters. You know, I, the way I grew up and in our culture, you move out when you're 18 and you have to figure this out. You have to figure life out and go do that, which is what I had did. And so instinctively, what my mama taught me, good, bad, or indifferent, was you gotta go when you're 18. Mm-hmm. And so I told my daughter, very frankly, every day I wake up and you're 18 years old and you're living in my house, eating for free, sleeping on my couch. I'm working on myself to allow you to stay here. And so I'm going to need you to work with me because this doesn't come natural, you know? And so I, and and it resonated with her. The the good thing about my daughter, because I know she's going to 
hear this podcast is that the one thing I tell her and I'm very proud of her about is that she is very much like me in the sense that she won't make the same mistake twice. So Mm, she will take that and learn from it and do better, you know? So she is unlike me, you know, I wasn't given much room to fail in my life. I had no choice but to do well, right? So I feel blessed that she had room to fail, right? Yeah, it was money and I worked hard for it, but I'm lucky enough to still help her um, still have that opportunity. I don't have to put her out, you know, or walk away from her. Um, but I'm gonna get my money back, girl. Because that was half a, Chan- that was half a Chanel bag, and I was I know, like, no, right, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? So, it's so cool that you say that because I think that is. I talked to that. I've literally been having this conversation a lot lately because even with my daughter, I have, um, I've tried to like, it's not saying that I don't believe in spankings because I think they are necessary sometimes, but I also started to realize that I'm telling you not to hit people, but then if I'm hitting you, what am I saying? And I know I'm getting all kind of eye rolls right now, y'all. I'm not saying that I won't you know, do what I need to do. Right. Right. But it's a different time. You know, I, I'm, I know about, our peers and I know about the parents out there and culturally that they say spare the rod, spare the child. Like I, I'm aware of all that. Right. But I'll, right. T- I'll tell you, you know, my my grandmother only laid her hands on me once in my entire life, and I still grew up with much respect for her. And I knew my place as a child. And when my my kids, um to overshare my my children my son's 17 my daughter is 18 and i can count on one hand how many times i put my hands on my kids and it was for like life-changing stuff you know you lied or you stole or you cheated it wasn't because you didn't clean your room or you came home late or any of that kind of stuff i chose even then i felt like crap right but I felt like I was changing or molding who they are going to become. And so instinctively, yeah, I felt like I was supposed to spank them for, or, or whatever. But I agree with you. I don't think that hitting them is the best choice at all times. And the to be fair and, and not to insult anyone in the more the higher level of education that the people I hang around with that they have obtained the, and you might have to bleep this out, Amira, but it's <laughs> likely they are to put their hands on their children. You know, they, the way that they deal with conflict is completely different, you know, and it's not always physical. Sometimes it is, what do they say? What did my um, friends say? They say it's a coaching experience, you know? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, so I, I think it depends where we come from. But my grandmother, she didn't, she had a first grade education. She never felt like she had to put hands on me. But I knew, you know, I knew right. what I was supposed to do and what not to do. Oh, yeah. You know, to- mamas and grannies can give you that look and you know, straighten up oh, real yeah. good. Yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> I think she hit me more as an adult than she did when I was a child. <laughs> She'll hit, she'll slap me if I put my hands on my children in front of her. And I'm like, wait, is this the same lady that raised me? (laughs) (laughs) So with that kind of background and right. And over, uh, overcoming so many obstacles. I mean, being a single mom navigating, uh, not, not your first, but your post degree, which is very challenging. Right. And, and you're out here and then you, you get some notoriety and people see something. and, And isn't that awesome how people have a way of pulling your talents out of you that you don't need to see for yourself. 
Yes, yes. I mean, and the I, the level of trust that people give to me, you know, on a repetitive basis, I always feel blessed. I mean, I, I never feel like it's owed to me, you know, and one of the things I, when I meet with somebody, not the, not the first time, because when I walk into like a meeting, like a consultation, I feel like I got it right. What humbles me the most is when I go back to show them, you know, what I've created. I mean, I get physically sick to my stomach because I'm like, I hope I have made you proud and I hope that your investment makes you proud, right? And so that's one thing that I hope never goes away. Like I literally, girl, get sick to my stomach the day before, the day of, and maybe the day after, depending on the feedback. Um, Because I feel so honored to be trusted by so many people to do something that I never, I never, I literally thought since I was a little girl that I was going to be a lawyer. So, because I was good at fighting with people. I'm a fighter, you know, and um, standing up for what I believe in. But to be able to create beautiful things that help people um, come out of situations like mine, that's my favorite thing to do. More Brunch and Slay after this. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, then I'm sure you've heard me say a thing or two about meditation and how it utterly changed my life. And in times when things get a little bit stressful, it's always good to know that I can turn back to meditation to kind of get myself back in line. Now, the folks over at Gaiam, they totally get this and understand, which is why they are giving all of our Brunch and Slay listeners 20% off of meditation cushions. That's right. I've heard it a time and time again. I want to do meditation, but it's so uncomfortable to sit on the floor. Guess what? There's a cushion for that. Head on over to Gaiam.com and use the code Brunch and Slay. That's B-R-U-N-C-H-A-N-D-S-L-A-Y to get your cushion today. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Yeah, but you know that that's still fighting, right? Fighting to make that brand have a voice, especially in this day of, I wouldn't even say oversaturated because I don't believe there's more out there than ever was. I just think it's more accessible, right? Agreed, agreed. And, yeah. and I think that's your, that's something amazing. So you, yeah. you, took, you took that, you launched and, and pivoted, and I love that you didn't change the name, right? That was yeah, such a yeah. smart thing. Everybody, I see this, and I'm a marketer, so I love talking marketing. I love talking shop. And Me I too. see that as soon as a brand gets some little new piece of it, you go and develop a new Insta page. And I'm like, if you don't have millions of followers, don't do that That's because yeah. redirecting the t- little traffic that you have to something else, the chances go down slimmer and slimmer. Uh, and I say that because I have a podcast, right? And we have brunch and slay as a platform. And a lot mm-hmm. of people kept saying, why don't you make a podcast page? No, why would I do that? Why would I drive traffic away from the one place that everybody's coming to see what's going on in the world of brunch and slay? And this is part of it, yeah. right? That's would you, right. I know you probably have some more pointers. Like what are, what are some things you see happen like on Instagram, even from the brand perspective that you want people to stop doing right now? Uh, it could be a little controversial, you know, but the thing that I, I feel like if as a brand or even as an individual brand, if you're not necessarily a company or a team, but just as a person who's trying to get your voice out there, I feel like that people can be a little aggressive um, in sharing what their political views are. And I am all for, you know, taking a stand. I take a stand every day and, and I am quite clear on what side of the fences I am of certain topics. Um, but it's that same thing that you were taught 
back in kindergarten that if you can't say something nice, just don't say anything at all. I feel like people forget, especially grown-ups, that you can get your point across no matter what you believe in or or don't believe in without attacking other people. And even from celebrities to small businesses to just, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends, I see people tearing each other apart on social media, even using their business platforms. And I think that's just a no-no. And I and a good example of that, one of my favorite topics is the Super Bowl presentation, not to be trendy or anything like that, because I didn't even watch it. Okay. I, I didn't really either, yeah. Yeah, I don't even understand football. That's not my thing. But uh, and I wouldn't necessarily say I'm Shakira and JLo fans, but I am a fan of women and women empowerment and supporting each other. And I have seen even some of the most reputable people, at least that were to me, um, take a position on a side of that discussion. And as women, I think the most terrible thing that you could do as the as a woman or as a brand is beat up another woman for whatever it is that she's doing. Yes. So, um, I mean, that comfort, I, I have, you know, forgiven friends that have voted for someone that I didn't vote for or whose a, a political alignments didn't really necessarily work with mine aside from in accordance with like women's issues, but that Super Bowl uh, conversation really had me questioning, like, why am I associated with this person? Like, I, I just oh I yes, honey, I, yeah. I am the queen of putting people on mute now on Facebook. Thank you for yes. the, uh, blocking the negativity. I, I'm I'm for all you of that. I'm for like it. deleting yeah. it. And then yeah. one of the things that I see a lot, and this is just a pet peeve of mine. And I know since we're talking marketing, I do think that I see some some brands that I follow that I really like their brands, all of a sudden they become pop culture addicts mm-hmm. and they want to, anytime anything that could possibly trend or go viral, they're reposting it or they are mm-hmm. throwing it out. And I'm like, if you're not, if that's not your platform, if people aren't talking about football on your platform, why are you all of a sudden posting about it? If yeah. you are not a true fan of someone who passes away, you should not be making posts about it, in my opinion, because yeah. it's not organic and your audience will know, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. Say that for your personal page. Mm-hmm. Don't just do it because it's trendy. Your your audience will know that you do not like the new Jordans, right? If that's not yeah, your brand. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. This, the other thing is is capitalizing off of those type of events. You know, the whole um Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant situation. Like I understand I if like if you're a baker, I think that's great. But don't use other people's misfortunes um to build income for your business whether you say that you're going to donate to that cause or not just don't do it i think it's extremely distasteful and i think in the immediate sense you'll have some sort of return on that but in the long term you know people are watching and one of the things that i tell most of my clients is that our generation and you're we're socially conscious with who we invest in who we buy from where we eat how you treat your employees say it again girl say it again yes we we care about that you know i mean just the other day one of my closest friends we were talking about why we shop at one bulk wholesale store that starts 
starts with a C versus one that starts with an S. Uh-huh. And, and that was about culture and how their employees are paid, you know, and how, what type of benefits they offer people. Yeah, one is cheaper, but to whose expense, right? Mm, At whose expense. Yeah, yeah. And so just as a brand, be aware of that, how you treat people, what you invest in, and then what you're capitalizing off of. I don't think tragedy is anything that any of us should be making money off of. It's great to offer sentiments um, Mm -hmm. and to share in that loss with the communities that are affected, but I think that's where it stops. I agree. Um, I agree. And I I did, that was, and to mention that one, I think that was one of a unique time in our country, you know, and I, and I think the, the energy shifted immediately. And, and I do respect, you know, when I, I, I literally sat back and I said, okay, maybe if this were Oprah, like, how would I feel? I tried to understand where everybody, what everybody felt. It was horrible. It was a horrific tragedy. Right. But I couldn't even look at my timeline because it was just too sad. For a few yeah. days, I just refused to check in because it was just overwhelming. And I think a lot of it's human nature. People just want to share, you know, and mm-hmm. say, hey, this is how I feel. And I get that too. I just think, and I agree with you, just let's be careful. It's one thing to express sentiments is another to to try to capitalize off of someone's tragedy, so. Right, and if I should be so brave, you know, to talk about the other part of that conversation and Kobe's legacy, you know, I, it was hard for me to look at the things that were um, being said on both sides of that conversation because I could only imagine how many women or men or children were triggered by those conversations. And I was like, these people who are posting and participating in that dialogue are not being mindful of everyone else. And they just feel like this obligation to get their feelings out there, right? And so I just, again, that goes back to like, if you don't have something nice to say, just Put some tape over your mouth, right? <laughs> Please, yeah. for the for the love yeah. of all of our sanity. Yeah, I'm not here for. It. I'm gonna. Do, I, I don't mind blocking. I don't mind deleting. I don't mind unfollowing. If you Girl. are toxic, get gone. <laughs> yes, don't follow I, me. Don't comment. Yes. I don't even want you in, in near my thread. Like you keep yes. all those bad vibes. And if, my yes. <laughs> my Facebook friends list was diluted immediately following <laughs> the Super Bowl, and I don't delete people because even my haters, I like them to see what I'm doing. <laughs> I like them, you know, I like them to know I'm doing good even those people who who prey on your downfall or slander your name I'm okay with that we could be fake friends like that's good but when you start tearing people down publicly I don't want someone to look at me and see that we're friends like Mm, there will there yeah. will be none of that. We are not friends. You are yes, gone. Yes. Yeah. Now I know I've made you go down a rabbit hole because that's just what it's I It's okay. Do. I'm sorry. But I told you. No, I love <laughs> it. I think, I mean, this, it, this is what I believe about Brunch and Sight in case y'all are out there wondering. You know, I, you can hear Tina. She's already got her street cred, right? She's already got all her receipts. You, you follow Tina, you Google Tina and you'll see everything that you need. Right. But I want for me, it's always important for me to know the story and to know more about people so I can truly support the person, right? Uh, yeah. And so that's probably why y'all hear a bunch of saying, and when we talk business, it's a little different. Sometimes we go real in depth because maybe, you know, it's one of those things, but I believe marketing is about life and pop culture and what's going on. It's a huge part of what marketing is. So I, yeah. I, I want to know too, I'm sure you look at all types of websites and there's some, cele- I know you help celebrities too and small businesses. Whose website would you want to get your hands on now to help them just come into the new world, like get it together? (laughs) 
um, I, I, I can, I don't really, I can't say that there's somebody who that I just like, Beyonce, okay, fine. I would love to rock her world. Oh, but yeah. uh, you know, I, every time, I think her website is nice, but when I look at it, I'm like, girl, I could do some stuff for you. Yes. You know? One of the websites that I, it, it takes a lot for me to look at a website and just be like, oh. That is beautiful. The delivery is beautiful. The loading is beautiful. The content. And uh, we're going to talk about our girl, Meghan Markle, and the, the Sussex website. Yes, go ahead. Girl. That website is just beautiful. The branding is impeccable. The content that's on there. I looked at that, and I was like, this is going to be goals for 2020. Like, that is a beautiful website. And they rolled it out right underneath our feet, you know, without us even expecting it. They did a complete rebrand and a revamp. Um, and it's sussexroyal.com for people who want to Oh, you know, I'm it. over here trying to Google it. I got to figure this out. <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just like seamless. It's very simple until the point, but it's also when you look at it, you're like, yes, girl, we're rooting for you. You did that. That's beautiful. You know, oh, and it doesn't goodness. say who did it. I want to know who did it. <laughs> and I know she has a friend that does branding in Canada, but they're not like, a, it doesn't say if that's who did it for her, but it's beautiful. So, um, but I mean, I work with a lot of celebrities, but I have to sign a lot of NDAs too, you know? Yeah. And th those are non-disclosure agreements. Some of them let me tag myself and others are like, you can't be talking about this. Um, and, I, and I get that. But the thing yeah. is, that doesn't mean behind the scenes, they won't pass your card around. You know, oh, yeah, no. they do, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to have bragging rights when they're talking for you. Right. And so that is one of the biggest blessings. We, we are pr primarily referral based. So 99% of the work we take is from another client referring us and that in itself girl is a blessing because we've been across some weird people <laughs> and then you guys <laughs> offer a full suite so from yeah. not just the website divine they're talking about branding and branding photography and yes. brand messaging and so it's not yeah. a one-stop shop and i think a lot of times th let me tell y'all something this year i decided to do is invest more in myself like truly yes you know raising that bar no more just oh it's more than 500 i don't want to do it like what does it cost for for excellence right what does it cost yes. to raise the bar and that's one of the things and i know when you first start out for those of you first starting you're like i'm not there yet that's fine but it's always good to have those dream dream folks to work with right so you work into the next level so you can get with this next person right yeah um and then tina you guys do free consultations too so it's not as if you got to call her and be ready to write the check that day but you're gonna watch that's right it, right <laughs> yeah right right and what i always tell people is you know don't don't invest with what you have right now, right? Like if you, you could meet people that can do stuff for pennies on the dollar and those people got to eat too. But I always say you save until you can get what you deserve, especially for your business. Cause like you said, when you, at the beginning, you're like, you're glad I didn't change my name. You should never have to rebrand your business. Most larger companies that do that is because they're escaping some litigious matter or controversy. That's when they do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the goal of branding is to do it right. The first time it can sustain you for generations not years not months if you do it right the first time you never have to do it again and so a lot of people i mean they don't have what they need today but that's okay 
we give you what your shooting point is and then you wait until you're there. Just last month, girl, I had people call me that I gave consultations to in 2016. Mm-hmm. And those are local people. And I was honored that they still remembered me, you know? And they said, you know, Tina, we met, they gave me like this whole dissertation about who they were. I already remembered them, you know, because when we have our consultations, we tend to have brunch too and sit there for hours listening yes. about their story and what's going on. And so I knew who they were. And thank God we, we were able to work together now. But that was four years ago, you know? Oh, yeah. You're laying yeah. and that's part of business. You don't win every single one that moment, that's right? right? That's right, that's uh, right. But you got to stay ready. And I think that stretching ourselves, investing in ourselves, and being present in our business, and truly figuring out, this is a real question, are we a hobby or are we a business? That's right. Is it going to keep the lights on? Right. That's what we say. Yeah. And, and and then that doesn't mean, and let's be real, that doesn't mean when you first come out the gate, you're first starting now. If you're still working and you're saving money to to leave and you want to do it right, then I say work to get that right website before you leave. Right? That's right. That's do right. all that. Get that stuff because you need to stand out. Your brand is your voice. Yeah. And yeah. it should be something that people can look at and know that that is some teen and company work. Right. Or that is yes. a bunch of slay stuff going on over there. Amen. Right. Yeah. That, the, we, <laughs> we are like that, that's what we're trying to get as a community. That's why we're building yeah. and winning. That's why I want to make sure that the folks you hear on this show are people you can truly work with that are attainable. So don't be intimidated. Let me tell you something. There have been plenty of times I walked in rooms and I should probably not just based on my credentials, get that interview or get this, but closed mouths do not get fed. Make that call. Go ahead and call Tina. Go ahead and put that inquiry (laughs) and find out what you're working with because she can also look at what you already have and tell you what improvements she can make with that. It doesn't have to be from ground zero, right? For sure. Yeah. And a lot of times I talk to people, you know, when they call me, they know they're not where they need to be to work with me. And they say that, and I'm okay with that. And a lot of times we get into these conversations about where we come from and where we started. And I, I, I end every consultation with like, especially with my female friends is that because we need it the most. I hate it, but it's true. Is that even if you don't work with me and even if you don't have it now, if you just need somebody to remind you that you got this and who TF you are, then call me because I'm going to tell you that, you know? Um, And one of the things people tell me is that I think anybody can do anything and I believe in everybody. And I really do because we only like touch the surface of my life. But I mean, for those of y'all who are Houston based, I grew up on 1917 Fulton and 4008 Fagan. And those neighborhoods have been gentrified now. But when I was there, that's not what was up, okay? And so to know that you can come from what I come from, which is basically nothing, and, and make all your dreams come true and then help other people, um, if I could do it, anybody could do it. And yeah. I, just start somewhere, you know, just just start somewhere. And even if you don't want branding or a website and you just need a friend to speak life into your business, I'm here for it all day. I mean, yes, only positive posts. Yes, that's right. That's right. Like all day, every day, I'll be there for you to tell you that. So, um, just start. Just do it. If they can do it, why can't we? That's my thing. So, what's next for Tina and Company? So right now, we're just really trying to figure out how what to like how we can grow without outsourcing out of the country. Um, because oh, a lot thank of the, you, because that is the problem yeah. I constantly run into with websites. 
Yeah, a lot of my closest friends, you know, who do a lot, I, I do pretty well, okay, y'all, to be fair, to be honest, I have a great life. Um, but for friends who do better than me or in a different income brackets, and what I've learned in recent months is that a lot of the stuff that they do is outsourced out of the country. And that's just not something that I ever wanted to do or ever foresee myself doing um, for a number of reasons, more, more than anything, um, because I want to empower people in my community. Um, but it is been a trying road uh, to find people who are as protective of my brand as me. So we have more referrals than we ever dreamed of. And so we're really just trying to scale without outsourcing. Um, so we are hiring right now for a web designer and a social media team. And that's, I'm just trying to stop, I guess, turning people away. I just want to be able to make everyone happy that comes our way. So 2020 is going to be our year of uh, growth and growth within Houston, Texas, um, because I don't want to have people working for me that live in other countries and may not necessarily be in the best working conditions. So just figuring out a scale, Amira, um, we're blessed and we need to grow exponentially. So and you will because now you're seeking it, right? So it's yeah, coming, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been interviewing for a few months now, but I'm very picky, you know. And and it's not even more so about talent because I could teach anyone anything. I mean, I'm a self-taught coder, right? I'm a self-taught graphic designer. It's more that desire to make something happen. You know, that's what I look for—the hunger, yeah. the need. You know, not so much the privilege. But oh, yeah, that hustle. It's a tight rope, right? It's a, it's a tight one, but the right person yeah. will come because I do think that personalities have to mesh. Now, yeah. as you're navigating these waters and you're waiting on the, this, these ideal candidates, which I know they're on their way, they're what coming. vibes <laughs> and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? And uh, just keep cheering for me, and you know, just keep believing in each other and lifting each other up instead of uh, tearing each other down. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that watch everything I do. There's people that watch everything you do, you know, and just keep supporting each other. I've, I've been like in the grocery store and at festivals that we do some marketing for, and people have walked up to me and they acted like I was Beyonce, you know, they're like, I have followed you from day one and um, I'm so proud of you and I'm going to be like you one day. And I'm like, girl, I got nothing followers. What is you talking about? Right. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And she was like, no, no, no. You know, you, you're just so real and all these things. And I don't feel worthy to like motivate anyone or to have anyone looking up to me but they do and so just empower each other like I, I i would be selfish to ask for anything for me just pray that you know pray for my haters that's what y'all can pray for <laughs> they need love yeah. too y'all they, they need, need love, love too. too they need to see and the light <laughs> yeah they're real i mean they're real and so they're just like there's people like us cheering each other on and, and hoping for each other's success there's just as many people that um can't help themselves but but not understand your journey or, or your success and, and they, they wish poorly on you. And that's okay because 
the problems are within them. So pray for them and just keep um, supporting me by just being there and living, being your best self and living your best life. And I know that sounds cheesy, y'all, but I really believe in that. I really do. And that's my whole message to the world. And let me tell you something, Amira. Just a few weeks ago, I put that one day, I'm going to tell a whole bunch of people about my life and my story. And I don't know if you saw that, but you made that come true for me today. Oh, and girl, I you better stop. It. You better I'm stop telling it. you, <laughs> I was like, one day, I'm going to tell thousands of girls that they can do whatever they want. And here we are. And I'm telling y'all, y'all can do whatever y'all want. Yes, that y'all can. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. Yeah, um, actually, that's kind of how I got my start. So um, when I was in college, I was selected as a student leader to participate in like a women's entrepreneurship program for a female college students all over the country. And it was the first time I really got exposed to the world of corporate training. Um, and it, so much so that when I went back home and started blogging about my experiences, they invited me to submit a RFP, which I had to Google at the time because I didn't know what a request for proposals was, but to submit um, a curriculum, like basically they're like, hey, you started this company, you're kind of like a great case study for us. If we hired you to develop the curriculum for next year's crop of female students, what would it look like? And I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a five-figure RFP. Like, y'all know I'm not even 21 yet. Like, why are you <laughs> submit that and so um, I ended up not getting it but just it opened up the world for me to recognize that this was even like an avenue and something that you can make money with as we grow it's always room for evolution and find out all about Courtney L. Sanders evolution on the next episode of Brunch and Slay now (laughs) yes 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 I'm here for all of that I'm so thankful that I met you uh, and and get to watch your journey and get to see you shine y'all uh, this is like a drug, you know, to be able yeah. to connect to people and watch their journey and be like, oh my gosh, I interviewed her. Oh my gosh, this is whatever. <laughs> I fan out all the time, you know. I and fan some- out on you. <laughs> <laughs> we both, you know, but it's a beautiful thing to to be surrounded. And, and when I say surrounded, like think of this, this podcast as your extension of your tribe, because they're, if you can hear them on this radio or on your car or wherever you're listening, then you can connect with the folks, right? There's mm-hmm. no one unattainable. We're all human, right? We're all breathing. We're all walking this journey and we're all having areas where we need help. Even Beyonce needs someone to cut her grass, right? Even hey. like there's somebody, <laughs> right? There's a way. Yes. Yes. No one is unattainable, <laughs> right? Don't make me go to church here, okay? Please do. Please no. do us. <laughs> so, but Tina, okay, you know I got to ask. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Lizzo. Ah, I love it. Yes, that yeah. little feisty feeling. Girl, you're a killer at Lizzo. Yeah. The confidence she she's exuding and just the pure kiss my ass mentality. Love That's it. That's right. Literally kiss my ass. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And so, okay, well, you know what? There are so many more nuggets. Of course, we're going to have to have you back on the show because there's so much more. But when it comes to branding, I I know that we can go deep and we can go, we can do surface. And the reason I I didn't dig too deep is because I'm like, y'all know you need help. I think y'all got that. Like, we all know, you know, if you need like, let's, yeah. just, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's go on and get on that wait list, right? Let's yeah. go on and get that consultation. Let's go on and get yeah. our lives together. So thank you, Tina, for coming on and for sharing your story and being so honest. And for all your positivity that you put out in the universe. When I say that, I mean it, y'all. Like, I've never seen one that now, not a one negative post come from this lady. 
it is uh, always commenting, lifting you up and sharing the good and the bad, right? Yeah, and and yeah. that right there, that's a tightrope to walk. So kudos to you and thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. It was my honor to be with you today. Oh, y'all. And no matter what, and you know, you heard Tina say it so many times. If she can, I can, we all can. That's right. Yes. Don't start somewhere. Yes. And until next time, I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Say. Bye.